Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Breakfast at Ruby's, featuring me, Project Ruby, everywhere, Twitch, Twitter, Twitter, nope, <laughs> YouTube, <laughs> I said Twitter twice. Twitch, Twitter, Twitter, Twitch. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's my new single coming out very soon um, <laughs> called Self Promo. Um, follow me. Called Follow Me. Yes. Uh, we're going to do that. My debut single. Uh, it's already <laughs> been revered by every publication. Uh, you're welcome. Uh, but next to me, we have Kisos. Hello. Hi, everyone. I'm eating bugs today, apparently. And <laughs> I'm a variety streamer and musician. And I will have new music coming soon, although a little bit later than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, bugs can be pretty nutritious. Nobody's True. judging you here. You know, uh, it's okay. Uh, and we have Chilora. Hi. Hi, I'm comfy today. Yes, uh, so comfy. <laughs> we love that. Um, um, Passion may or may not join us today. She may or may not be asleep at the moment. But if she happens to join us, there'll be a jump cut at some point if you're watching on YouTube. And she'll be on screen at some point. Um, if not... Enjoy, I guess. <laughs> Charlie's Angels, Destiny's yeah. Child. Yes, exactly. Uh, so this is a talk show that we do every week on Twitch. And we talk about a lot of different topics uh, that range from pop culture, gaming, nerdy stuff, um, queer issues and conversations and etc. So... Um, Something that happened over the weekend was, um, I guess, over the end of last week, beginning of this week kind of thing, was Wendy Williams. I've mentioned her a couple of times because I was unaware of the amount of messiness that surrounded her. Me too. And um, <laughs> I've not only learned that she has a very messy past, but also a messy present. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Probably a messy future. Yeah. So I didn't I won't provide you all with clips today because she's on a TV show and they could probably sue me for using her footage. So I'm not gonna do that. But she had a moment in one of her uh I was gonna say one of her streams, one of her shows where she um was talking about Valentine's Day and then the term Galentine's Day for women who are single and they get together with their girlfriends and all that stuff. And she was asking her audience, like, who's partaking in it? And she happened to clock a gay man clapping alongside the women. I didn't know if he was gay. Who he were... might have just been someone's boyfriend. Yeah. Um, he could have been, but, you know, uh, she assumed he was gay, and she was like, that gay man clapping, this is not oh, about you. I didn't hear that part, sorry. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and she basically called him out, um, assumed he was gay just because he was clapping. She was like, gay man, stop taking our stuff. Like, Valentine's Day isn't for you. She went on a rant about how, mm -hmm. like, um, if you don't go through puberty not puberty, uh, through periods or through, um, like, menopause and stuff like that. You're not a real woman. And she um, she ended up that little rant with, like, uh, stop wearing our heels and our clothes and our, our skirts and whatever. So people at, in the studio didn't really seem to react that well to it. <laughs> and surely people on the internet didn't react any better. So she got dragged and... Um, it's actually really interesting how she 
had a similar stance to a lot of different people when they get dragged, which was on the show, she was like, oh, you know, in this show, we keep it real. In this show, we can make jokes. In this show, we can do this, this or whatever. And then the next day, she has a video in her dressing room <laughs> crying like, I'm sorry. I never meant to offend anyone. Uh, like she's she, an actress, though. It's like a two-minute <gasps> video where she's like basically apologizing without saying I'm sorry or without even addressing the wrong things that she did. Like, she's basically circling around the topic for, like, two minutes. And then in the last couple mm -hmm. seconds, she's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, um, okay. Um, yeah, I didn't even make it to her actual apology because I got bored after the first, like, minute. <laughs> and she takes, like, 20 minutes to be like, L, G, B, T, Q, I, A, 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 Twitter, Twitch, Twitch, Twitter, Twitter. Like... <laughs> Someone was saying like she looks like she's reading it off like yeah. reading everything off a card or something because she yeah. just seemed kind of robotic. The pauses, the, the pauses were yeah. real. She was like looking to the side and she was like the L G B T. <laughs> we were like, wow, that seems real genuine, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't produce that many tears. Um, it's like the PR guy with the freaking little cards <laughs> put the letter just one letter on them <laughs> right <laughs> peeling off each letter <laughs> yeah don't leave anything out girl <laughs> oh and then if that wasn't enough i guess we could talk about that first right um so what do we think about that entire instance because it didn't seem like it was like something for outrage because i don't think she thinks that far in advance when it comes to her show. I think she she's one of those people who just says whatever it is on her mind at the moment. And she, not that this justifies it, but she's in her 50s. So also it's like some things that she may think are okay to say aren't really. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think this is more of a testament, not to her age, but to the people she's surrounded by. Because she's a celebrity, I feel like if even if she's surrounded by queer people, they will likely not correct her. Or certain if she says or does certain things around them, they they, they want their job. Yeah. So they're I not gonna they're not gonna be like, Wow, Wendy, you're so messy. Stop saying that because she's gonna fire them and replace them with someone who won't say anything. Um so I think it was just one of those things where it, it just highlighted how out of touch she is. And she said that in her quote-unquote apology. It's, she's like, I'm not out of touch. But I was like, you are. <laughs> and it would have honestly been a more accurate apology if she was like, guys, I'm out of touch. I'm sorry. I'm, I need to learn and do better. You know what I mean? Like, that would have been such a better apology. Why am I so good at apologizing? I need to start being messy because I'm good at apologizing. You can get out of any any mess you make, you can get out of it. <laughs> like, what what's wrong here? Anyway, what do y'all think? I'm tired. You wanna go chill around? Sure. Um, I didn't, I mean, I didn't see her apology, but like just the basis of that. She probably thought in her head, you know, like it's kind of like a quick, like, um, what do you call it? improv? Yeah, because a lot of a lot of her show is improv, isn't it? A little like um, back and forth that she had, like yeah. a little off the cuff moment. So 
you know, a lot like it used to be that it was like girls versus boys, you know, it was very simple, sort of like, this mm -hmm. is what a men's, you know, like the man cave versus the whatever, the kitchen or whatever, <laughs> um, whatever it was back then. Right. <laughs> and, um, so, it, you know, I think that a lot of older generations are used to these kind of jokes of, or this kind of play on you know, men versus women. So when mm -hmm. we, now we have this mix of a lot of other groups. Yeah. And um, it's difficult for them to remember or to drop that and pick up the new stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, I don't know. I don't think like from what you guys said, like her apology doesn't genuine to me. Cause like go do the, go do the research and show us, you know? Yeah. Um, because, like, as an example, like, heels were originally meant for males. Mm -hmm. They were designed and worn by by men originally. Yeah. Uh, and then it was uh, worn by women afterwards. Mm -hmm. So um, that doesn't mean that it's, of course, what, you know, she didn't grow up with that, obviously. But um I think it's a discussion that maybe she should have. And uh, I think it would be more impactful if she invited some people who maybe some drag queens, maybe some gender nonconforming people like um, that guy from that show with like the one straight guy and the five gay guys. Queer. Queer. queer, queer for this oh, yeah. Queer okay. There's a guy who's not a gender nonconforming. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Van Ness, I think. A person. <laughs> He's gender non-conforming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you said. Um, you know, invite them on, invite, you know, other people and have like a real healthy discussion because she has a platform to do that. And yeah. I think people would really appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Uh, it the, the high heels situation, they were used by people way back in the day for people who who don't know um and it was mainly like people in like high positions of power and way back in the day i feel like there's still a little bit of that leftover these days but men had a thing with height like they associated like worth and they felt like they were more manly or they were more important or they were more powerful if they were taller and if they weren't, they would wear, like, shoes with heels so that they would, you know, be taller or as tall as their, as the queen, for example, uh, if they were a king or um, just stuff like that, you know what I mean? So, but obviously that doesn't really mean anything for today. Like, I just think it's silly that it just felt like it was, like, almost like pent up anger that she had it's like she was she's like so proud of being a woman that it's like no this is not yours this is for women this is ours mm -hmm. like i'm proud of this and this and that and this is not to diminish the struggles that women go through obviously they go through a lot of stuff that men don't do but it's like that's gay men aren't trying to take your place <laughs> Right. I'm like, gonna take your place or your power or anything. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, uh, possibly days later, um, she had another show where she she reported on 
uh, I guess I'm not super familiar with the occupation, but I think she was a therapist and a lot of famous people were her clients and stuff like that. And she got murdered and Wendy made, again, an off-the-cuff joke about her death. Because I think, if I'm not mistaken, she got, like, pushed off a balcony or something. And Wendy... Oh, my God. And Wendy... Yeah. And, and Wendy made a joke about, like, about the situation. And even, like, the reaction in the studio was like, oh, girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's a very, like dark joke for you to make like yeah um but she hasn't addressed that one um and um i honestly it's funny to me how sometimes what like one person gets called out once for something and then it's like they can't stop being messy for like, you know what i mean it's like right that happens. Like, ah, ah. <laughs> well the thing with her is, like, I was looking her up, and this, I mean, I think everyone has known her for being messy for a while, mm -hmm. but I didn't even realize, you know, before she got her own show, she was always a, like, a shock jock on radio, and if you haven't heard the term shock jock, it basically means, like, she's the type of person to, like, start some shit oh. and, like, say some gossip. Like, that's literally, like, her... It has been her persona and the way that she has made herself famous for a really long time. Right. Um, I, I guess she kind of started out, actually, um, by accusing different, not uh, accusing, I, I don't know if that's the right word, but she basically was, she would always try to out people mm. who ended up most of the time not even being gay. Like she would say, like, I think Kanye was gay and Tyler Perry was gay and all of these like different rappers and, and figures back in like the 90s and 2000s or whenever she started. I don't know the exact dates. Right. Um, and then I think she got like fired from a few stations, but eventually like found her footing and got her own show. So I think in a way, maybe she's still kind of stuck in the mindset of she knows she's saying this bad stuff and she knows that she's an influencer and I'm sure she revels in her own celebrity because mm -hmm. she seems like the type, although I don't know her, I'm just judging. Um, so I think though, although she knows she's a celebrity, I think she also maybe sometimes, and this isn't making an excuse for her, it's just my evaluation of her. Um, I think she sometimes doesn't realize how far reaching her opinions and thoughts are now mm. and that people don't take it as a little capsule. People will use it as ammunition for themselves to use against certain communities. Like, it's not like you're just like, oh, Wendy, I disagree with you. You're annoying. You're dumb. You know, which right. maybe on radio, when it's more one sided, it's not really conversation. And it's more like people are choosing to tune in versus Wendy just kind of appears on your feeds now that she has her own show and right. all these gifts and has really become one of the biggest pop culture icons of our time. Um, so it's, I think she kind of doesn't realize her power. Um, I don't think she's necessarily genuine in her apology. I think like you were saying, it would have yeah. been good if she was like, kind of addressed these other issues. Cause there were other things in the past too, where Wendy had, for example, um, like not let drag queens into her show, or at least one instance where there was a person dressed in drag, but they weren't dressed like outlandish. It was like, you know, more just like a, you know, a cis woman going to the club, like little dress heels thing not mm -hmm. like you know this big like nina bonina brown like cosplay outfit <laughs> or something uh -huh. um and yeah she didn't let uh, the drag queen in and um yeah so i think if there was if she had kind of addressed it like even if she is genuine which i don't know maybe part of her is um although i doubt it mm -hmm. but um <laughs> i right. think 
she could have said like, hey, you know, I have kind of struggled with all of these things in the past. I am educating myself. I know it's a long road, but like I think Chalora was saying, like invite, you know, people in, do a panel, educate yourself, and you don't have to necessarily change your mind. We can't make you change your mind, Wendy. Um, if you're watching, Wendy. Um, right. <laughs> um, but I, I think it is, you still have a responsibility, even if you're gonna be this like gossipy, shocky person to balance, at least balance it out and like bring in the other side of it too, so that people can't use you as ammunition for discrimination and quite literally violence, so. Right, yeah, um, to kind of, uh, I ran into uh, a thread, like a Reddit post about a lot of different things that she was known for and it's one of those things like Kiso said like everybody sort of has a, a mentality of like oh Wendy is messy but I feel like not a lot of us are aware of how messy she is like, like the ex at the like t the extent of messiness like she um she made fun of Terry Crews for coming for coming forward as uh, a victim of uh, sexual harassment she uh, and I only found this out like for, I guess, for the past couple of days as I was, like, looking into her more. Um, she, like you said, spread rumors about a lot of different rappers, sexualities, about a lot of different stuff. Um, she uh, criticized um, Kesha when she, the the Dr. Luke case was also happening. Um, wow. She uh, all She's always made fun of Ariana Grande um, because she has a youthful appearance she's always said that she doesn't look at her as a, a woman because she looks 12 according to wendy and um she's always she's criticized women uh when the quote-unquote fappening happened do you guys remember that um it was like when uh it, that was the name that people gave when like tons of celebrity nudes uh -huh. leaked um, she was like criticizing people for taking the pictures to begin with, um, specifically Jennifer Lawrence, because she was, I think at the time, the big, the biggest celebrity amongst the, the bunch of celebrities that got their nudes leaked, uh, a bunch, a bunch of other stuff. Like she, I could go on and on and on. She, um, she produced a lifetime movie about Aaliyah without the produ without the permission of, uh, the producers and even the estate wasn't really satisfied with it too. Oh my God. That was Wendy. Yeah. Who's going to be the producer. I didn't know that. How did I miss all of this? I feel like I'm a very online person, but maybe that was a little before I got addicted y to Twitter. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, she, uh, she was one of the, the, the people who like tried putting Whitney Houston on blast on the radio, like with the drug allegations and stuff like that. So uh, she's, she's definitely been super messy and I didn't realize the extent. Uh, so um, I figured I wanted to talk about her specifically because I have mentioned her before in my shows, in my, in my streams, in my content generally, because I just thought, oh, she's a little messy, but she's funny generally. You know what I mean? That's what I thought. But then lo actually looking into stuff that she's said and she's done and usually things that she doesn't really apologize for, um, I I kind of wanted to, you know, kind of put that out there. And as a, a last kind of add-on to this, um, don't use her gifts 
don't use her reaction videos. Like, if you know she's a mess, don't, like, continue using her image. You know what I mean? It, um, because that's just promoting her. Um, and um, one last thing is that you making fun of her appearance, it doesn't make you better than her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, she's messy, but I don't like people saying like, oh, she looks like a man anyway. Wh who is she to say that? Or people saying that like... Um, yeah, how are you going to be transphobic against someone who's transphobic? Like... Yeah, exactly. Like, I, that's, don't, don't do that. And, um, people were saying, like, every time she gets dragged for something, there's always that, the valid criticism, and there's the people doing personal attacks. And, yeah. um, I, I just kind of wanted to add that, like, the second people do that, the people who are getting quote-unquote canceled, they take that and they bunch it in with the people who are saying valid criticism and they disregard everything as as if hate. You know what I mean? As if it's hate. And they don't take anything like it's a valid criticism because they just bunch everything together. So I always recommend staying away from personal attacks and staying away from... Um, name calling. Yeah, name calling and uh, and all of the above. So um, yeah, do better, be better, <laughs> and uh, on a more kind of positive note, I guess this story has more of a positive twist towards the end. Um, I know nothing about TikTok. I always find it so annoying. I'm the old person who's like, TikTok is so annoying. People are so cringe on it. And like, it's so crazy. I don't get it. I don't know how to use it. And I'm not installing it. But see, I agreed <laughs> until I realized like now, because it started out as musically or musically or whatever mm -hmm. the heck. And it was like literally just people like doing these awkward lip syncing and I hated it right and then I realized that people were actually doing like funny like skits and it has basically become the new vine even though vines predecessor is now back too but I don't think it's really going to take off because TikTok is already yeah TikTok yeah. has taken over but continue oh yeah uh so I knew nothing about <laughs> it um <laughs> uh, uh but then Kisos brought it up on the the group chat and so there was the situation where Jalaya Harmon I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly yeah, I don't know if it's Jalaya or Jalaya yeah I don't know either I'm gonna send spell help. it in the chat for anyone who wants to um so she was recently a victim of I guess cultural theft you could say um so basically I guess years ago she came up with a dance and she posted it on uh, a couple of different social medias. She ended up posting it on the her Instagram, I think. And then a TikTok creator snatched that dance and did it on his own TikTok. Her, uh, yeah. And then he ended up getting copied by a much popular white, oh, mm -hmm. uh, white girl, basically. Uh, and... She ended up take like not taking credit, but she didn't give credit to the people she copied. So it was one of the uh, one of those things where people took the renegade dance and they associated it with this girl. When in reality, it was created way before by Jalea Jalaya. I'm so sorry, girl. Um, so it it was one of those things where uh, 
uh, it brought up the conversation of how this is not new. Because if you date it back to the rock and roll era, which was created by POC folk, uh, who took credit for that? Elvis. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, who ended up getting associated with that era? Elvis Presley. So it, it's just one of those things where a lot of things get created by um, by people of color, and they ended up they end up getting gooped and snatched from yeah. uh, from them, and then white people end up getting credit for almost like they get credit for popularizing it, but when they popularize something, they end up being associated with it. It's kind of when um, they hide its origins. Yeah, it's. They don't, with the era of social media, it's really easy to t take a video from a different platform and not even know who posted it. Like, how many reposts do you see of a different thing? And you're like, who even posted the original one? So with the internet, it's really, really hard sometimes to find the original poster of something. Um, but the good thing is that she ended up getting recognized after a lot of outrage on social media and she ended up getting um spotlighted in i think it was a a sports game yeah it was the nba all-stars game I there think you go in, like the last week or two and she got a new york times article and some other like big interviews and um because one of the big things was especially in the new york times article she's like you know i wasn't necessarily so like i was glad it got popular and I wasn't mad at the girl necessarily for not giving me credit, but I wanted credit too. Because right. this stuff is not just about like, first of all, if you look her up, Jalea or Jalaya, I'm going to say Jalea because that's my first instinct. Um, hopefully that's right. Jalea is like an amazing dancer. Like mm -hmm. it's not like she's just a random kid who was like stringing moves together. Like there's pictures of her like doing, like she's literally like flipping upside down, like in a cartwheel like thing. Like yes. this girl has work. Like she has worked mm -hmm. to create this stuff. And it's just like anything else, like you would be mad about like, yeah, if someone stole a song that's like exactly the same from another person and didn't credit them and made all of this money off of them. Cause a lot of people on, on Twitter and social media are like, whatever, it's just a dance. It doesn't matter, like who cares? But a lot of people also don't realize that TikTok clout and social media clout pays you in real legit money. Yeah. So the fact that she was getting no money from this, despite having a following and people trying to call it out for a really long time, um, I think it was maybe like last summer or last fall. So I don't know if it's actually even been a full year, but yeah, um, it, it was, uh, September of last year. Okay. So yeah. it took her months to get recognized. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically like almost half a year. Yeah. And apparently the other girl who like people thought made it, I think her name was like Charlie D'Amelio or something. Yeah. 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 I don't know, I'm making it up, but um, she got like, she got like a lot of like brand deals. And I think there were, someone was saying like, she's going to get like a TV show or some little thing. Oh. So Jalea is like, you know what? We can all, yeah. we can all win, but I want to win too, girl. Yeah. Um, and in the end, I think um, the girl who quote unquote stole it, although I don't, you know, it's also kind of like you were saying, Ruby, a lot of times people will do a dance and they don't even necessarily know they stole it. They're just like, or that you don't really think about who was the first person to do this dance. Just right. like everyone's doing this dance, I'm gonna do it too. Right, and she just um, happens to be super popular. So right, she was already yeah. popular, so it really took off farther from there. 
Um, and she's like a really pretty, you know, white girl, which always helps, especially on TikTok, which is a lot of like, you know, teen white guys. Right. <laughs> um, like memers. Um, but yeah, I guess the the white girl, <laughs> I don't know her name. Charlie. Is, Char is it Charlie? Yeah. Okay. Charlie, um, like did reach out like through a publicist or something and say like, hey, like, never meant to like not credit you. I'm so glad that everyone knows who you are. I would love to do like a collab with you. So it also sounds like not only is Julia getting some credit, but like, uh, you know, Charlie seems like uh, I I'm always a little hesitant to uh, right. praise people, but she seems like she wants to make it right. And, you know, yeah. maybe at least is at least is doing a little bit of reaching out and saying, hey, let's all lift each other up. So maybe Charlie, Miss Charlie is woke, too. And uh, yeah, you know. they, they ended up collaborating. So what happened? Oh, did they? Yeah. So originally what happened was Charlie got invited for the NBA game. And she was invited to teach the cheerleaders the dance. Oh. And there was social media, there was like footage of it. I think that the NBA posted or someone in there posted. And then there was a bunch of controversy and, th and they ended up either bringing um, mm. Jalia, Jalia, I'm so sorry. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know your name. I haven't heard anyone pronounce it out loud. I know. Um, like so, <laughs> so they ended up because of the controversy. She ended up performing the dance on the halftime like show or whatever. So she ended up because both of them were in attendance. Um, they ended up getting together and they filmed uh, a TikTok for the dance and with um, with Jalea in in the front front and center and then charlie nice. and her friend on the side uh oh, cute. so yeah it okay. was a, yeah it was a little cute moment i think the tiktok was posted on all all three of their accounts so that mm -hmm. you know it was charlie kind of giving her credit like thanks for coming up with this cool dance um whatever 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 but it's it's kind of like it could have been avoided if she like heard her complaints because um Jaliah was going on people's everyone who was popular doing her dance she was going on their comments saying like hey i came up with this would you mind giving me credit for it and everybody ignored I'm her sure charlie saw that so so you know um that's why you know i'm a little hesitant as well to be like yes charlie queen woke queen gave her all the credit <laughs> yeah. but it was uh, like she probably only said it when she realized okay i can't pretend it's mine anymore yeah <laughs> Uh, it's just like mm -mm. the irony of her like teaching the dance that she didn't come up with. Um, yeah. It was just like, I think it was the tip of, of the iceberg and everyone was like, no, this is not okay. Stop it. I think it was in either like Jalaya's area, like she lived in that area or she was there for some other reason. And they were like, she's in town. Just invite her. <laughs> like, like, stop what you're doing. Or like, you're right. the NBA. You have money. Fly her out. <laughs> like, mm hmm so yeah what do you think Chalora? uh i think that you know, basically all the things you guys said um uh, i feel like it's one thing to not know where something originated and to like be inspired by it or want to replicate it or whatever mm -hmm. it's another thing to like i don't know i feel like if it's been around the block and you're like i really don't know where this is from and like, you try to look it up but you find it that's understandable because um, mm -hmm. you don't want you don't want to say like oh I got this dance from Charlie because like let's say that's the 
latest you can find it. Right. Uh, but you don't think that they invented it. Um, you don't want to be like, oh, this is the Charlie dance or this is whatever. Um, so it's difficult these days. But I feel like if you're the original or whatever, uh, or the first person to copy something that looks original, even if it's, you know, fashion or makeup or whatever, I feel like you should want to appreciate people's work. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people take dance for credit or take dance for granted. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're like, oh, you know, it's just, it's so simple. And you just, woo, do, 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 you know, like, it's <laughs> yeah. not like that. It's and I feel like it's kind of harder you know, to track like where it comes from because exactly. it's not like a, it's different. Mm-hmm. And, and that can go for a lot of other kinds of art as well. Um, especially when people are smaller than somebody else and someone bigger takes it. A lot of people don't see the original, so then they think that the original is the bigger person. Right. Yeah, and 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 that's where the problem lies because uh, I don't think it it's that difficult for for people to just even have on their caption like, "Hey, I don't know where this originated from, but I'll edit the caption once I know." Or let me know. I've yeah. seen celebrities do this because. Right. Uh, in the past couple of years, celebrities, uh, I feel like before, celebrities would just post fan art and be like, yes. And then eventually, mm-hmm. as the art community grew on social media, they were like, give credit, girl. Or, you know, like, mm-hmm. you like just, it's me who who did it. And now celebrities, when they, when they run into, like, fan art, they're like, a lot of the times they say, I don't know who made this, but let me know if you did it and I'll credit you or I'll give you a shout out, whatever. Um... And I think that is a safe way to do it. Like when you don't know, when you genuinely like look at a dance and you're like, oh, I want to learn it. I want to do it. Just give it a little shout out. Just say like, hey, I don't know who made this dance, but it's really cool. And uh, let me know who you are. DM me or whatever. And I'll I'll give you a shout out or it's not that difficult. You know? Yeah, I hope going forward, people will be better about credit and be better about doing research because there's a lot of viral dances on TikTok. And I'm sure there's a lot of people like Jalea that are creating them that are not getting credit. One thing on TikTok is like, for some reason, they don't let you edit captions, but at the very least, the person can like, usually if you're the person that made the TikTok, like mm. your reply will go at the top. So oh, they can at okay. least like, reply and be like, hey, you found out this was created by this person. And especially if the, the TikTok is that viral, like, you know, getting millions of views, yeah. like people will see that message. And yeah. it, I would say it's also kind of your responsibility to help call people out if you say it like not like you have to be researching through the whole time and be like uh you know like just looking for people to call out <laughs> but especially if you're a big creator and this keeps coming up and if you're kind of credited with it you know as you see it you should be like hey i didn't actually do this hey i didn't actually create i found out that this that this that this because it's another thing where it's like it doesn't make your art any less valuable it doesn't make you any less talented it's just everyone is happier you know it's a lot of people in a lot of fields, including streaming, including music, always feel like everything's a competition instead of realizing it is true. The bigger we get, the bigger we can all help each other. Yeah. Like if Ruby gets 18,000 viewers, like, or I'll say if I get 18,000 viewers, then I'm always going to help Ruby. And I assume that if Ruby had 18,000 viewers, yeah. you know, we would all still be friends. We're not exactly. going to change. Yeah. And we can all help each other grow Absolutely. and pay it forward and pay it back. So. Ruby, when you get 18,000 viewers, I'm expecting a raid at least once a month. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you'll still have your slot on the show. Don't worry. Yeah. See, I'm not going to suddenly be like only inviting people with a check mark. I'm sorry. Don't keep me out for Pokimane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think that's the thing too, is like people are kind of scared that they'll be invalidated if they're found out or if they are realize they're not original. But you can get clout while still shouting people out. Okay. And that's my new motto. Yeah. Shout people out. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. Um, in other uh, positive news, uh, the Woo! Marvel... Oh, wait, is that the next one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> is featuring their first ever uh, gay superhero. So this is the Cinematic Universe, just to be clear. Uh, the comics have always been way more inclusive, uh, and I feel like they will always be. Um, mm -hmm. but very exciting that we have, uh, we have a, a, a homosexual couple or at least a same sex couple. I shouldn't say that because one of the characters may not be gay. One of the characters may be bi or pan or any other sexuality other than gay. Good um, catch, girl. Yes. Uh, so it's the first same sex relationship happening in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I think this is for a series, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it's oh. called The Eternals. I don't know if it's a series or a movie. Uh, if you're a Marvel nerd, just kidding. I think Chalora um, said in cinema, but I don't I know. Just, I, I just actually didn't. I didn't really. What'd you say? I just said as opposed to comic. Oh, it is a movie. Oh, okay. We're being told in chat it it is a movie. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's being portrayed. Uh, by I think two people of color, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Great. So one of the actors is Brian Tyree Henry, um, and the other actor is oh my god, why didn't they say his name on here? Uh, I his Twitter name is Has Slayman. I don't know if you know that's his oh I think that name. Guy, unless I was misunderstanding, I think that guy was just confirming that Brian would be Fastos or Fastos or whatever his name is. I think oh, I see. is the, an actor that just spilled the tea on Brian Tyree Henry being the character. But I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, he will be the husband. Of, oh, okay. okay. He'll be the husband of, um, of Brian's character. Cool. Either way, awesome. Uh, I'm not really. A oh yeah, and he's Lebanese American. The Haas Slimane. Yes, guy. I love that. Represent so a black man and an Arab man. Yes, baby. Yes. Um, go support this movie. It's one of those things. Like even if you're not a huge superhero fan, I'm not saying like you should watch it just because. But it's one of those things where if we show that in such a cis white male dominated field like you know marvel fandom and stuff like that if we can show that there's support and there's love for other stories to be told then they will make more of them you know what i mean um so it might not mean a lot to someone who's not much of a superhero fan but imagine growing up as a superhero fan and like seeing a hero that looks like you or would date someone that you would date um which is a huge deal. Like, I can safely say that all three of us in this show, we didn't grow up with a superhero we could relate to in that way. Uh, so... Yeah, Storm was my girl, but she was not... Uh, 
a, a queer a queer cis man yeah so i couldn't i couldn't fully relate to her <laughs> storm was that girl though she was <laughs> anyway in the 80s uh honestly the x-men women were always like it you know what i mean like they had the the iconic hair iconic mm-hmm. costumes x-men in general i feel like was very inclusive for the time without it being obviously like this is gay this is for gay people this is for people of color this like is gay. <laughs> <laughs> it's gay <laughs> you know what i mean i feel like the the x-man lore is very much like the misfits of society it's you know it's it's for like the people who are weird or they're seen as the underdogs oh, or yeah, yeah. So I feel like that's why a lot of people ended up resonating with them. But it's cool that we're actually getting stories that we can relate to. At least a little bit, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, or yeah. at least, like, fantasize about. <laughs> I mean, listen. I want to be Fastos's, Fastos's boy toy. Yeah. Or the guy, I don't know his name. But... <laughs> you're, you're not going to have to look for the porn parody, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I won't have to look up the fan art. The... I feel like that Superman sandwich. The yeah. yellow year, however you say it. <laughs> you say Superman sandwich? Yeah. yeah, I said the filling of the Superman sandwich. Oh my. Love that. I'm down. <laughs> uh, yeah, now what, that we're all horny. What do you all think? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> this is the horny stream. <laughs> Sausage oh for breakfast. No? No one? Anyway... Yeah, what do you all have to say about this uh, inclusion? Um, I don't know when the movie is coming out. I think it's sometime this year. I could be wrong. I hope that the portrayal is good. Oh, no. June 5th, 2020? No, sorry. I'm reading. This article is confusing. I don't know when it's coming out either. (laughs) Continue, Laura. Sorry, I I thought I had breaking news. (laughs) Um, I just hope that the portrayal is good and not like very stereotypical or like they make it very fantasy like it, it's not realistic you know what i mean mm-hmm. or they like play it up as like comedy thing i hope that they just kind of like let it be what it is and you know show people that it's very normal as and typically they do do that in like um superhero movies they play like the you know, this is just an average Joe, and then like now he's a superhero sort of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's usually some sort of like social justice conversation that happens with superheroes, um, especially with like Marvel as well as DC. They usually are both on the same page on that that thing. Um, but is Marvel is now Disney as well, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I'm Ooh, kind of surprised that. that they would greenlight it at all because <laughs> right. disney has not been the most uh, i think unless it's an official like disney's okay with touching lgbtq stuff as long as it's not like their direct like they, LGBTQIA they've had yeah. um they've actually recently <laughs> had lgbtqia content in their original like series and stuff for disney they had um a same-sex couple for the high school musical series Okay. And they had um, a, a same-sex relationship in one of their TV shows, which got oh, a lot well, of controversy, but they did it anyway. 
Uh, they had like a gay storyline. So yeah, but it's very recent. So I don't blame you for not knowing or for not being aware of it because it's like as recent as like late last year, early this year. So yeah. I mean, what adult watches the Disney Channel? Right, exactly. <laughs> like exactly. Uh, but by the way, who watches cable? This cast for the Eternals it looks very inclusive, um, like diverse, I should say. Um, they have uh, they're gonna have the first deaf superhero in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well, which is one of the cast members for the Eternals. Um, I was trying to see, uh, someone in chat asked if they're actually, like, if the actors are actually gay or LGBTQIA. I don't actually know. I, I just, I just looked up, I'm, I haven't looked up Brian, who is the Fastos guy yet, but I just looked up, uh, Haas Sliman real quick, because his at was there, so I, like, went to his page real quick, mm -hmm. and then Googled him, and I saw that he, in 2017, actually, I guess he was in Nurse Jackie or something, but Nurse Jackie star, who will also be Fastos's boyfriend or husband or I don't know exactly but yeah. he comes out as gay and a total bottom yes. so is gay. the Lebanese bottom uh, rights is gay and a total bottom I'm gonna look up Brian in the background uh and side note the release date for the United States at least is November 6th of this year so very very soon kind of <laughs> in the fall of this year I guess um yeah um i agree i think I, I i can only hope that the portrayal will be made responsibly and um in in a good way like in a normalized way i don't want it like i don't want the the gay storyline to be the gay storyline i want it to just be like a fact about the character you know what i mean um not really like you know, like, I don't want that cliche story of, like, all that this character has to their name is their sexuality. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. I want them to be a full-fledged character who's a badass and then happens to have a husband, you know? Yeah, yeah. actually, so it, I see, I, I still am not fully sure, although he looks very cute, which makes me think maybe he's part of the LGBTQIA. <laughs> you know? uh, That's the trait we all share. We're all cute. <laughs> Mr. Brian Henry has a beautiful, super cute fashion sense, but it does say uh, his his uh, partner in the movie said we represent a gay family and have a child. Ooh. So that will be really cool um, to have in there to have that be normalized, like a gay family, um, and further show that you know, kind of break the like gays as just horny, you know, sex addict stereotype, right? Um, I think that's kind of like what you were saying, Ruby. I hope that they kind of just have, you know, gay people hopefully, you know, do some gay stuff, like not in like a sexual way, but I just mean like, you know, maybe <laughs> yeah. have some inflections or like, you know, do this after killing a bitch. Um, <laughs> but also like, you know, not play it up too much. Like I'm hoping it's realistic in the sense where, you know, it's not focused on like, you know, just completely camp comedy but where, you know, they can add in a little bit of quirk and like actual gay personality and not have to just completely be a mask for mask gays. Um, but I also think it is nice for the wider society to see gay people as normal and a lot of people won't see that unless they're a little more mask for mask. So I'm, I'm hoping it's like a perfect balance for everyone and that the people who are 
you know, there's a lot of conservative people who will just not be for it. But the people who are conservative and maybe, you know, still going through their journey and they want to kind of be more open to things, I hope this will help them yeah. come to the other side and be more accepting. That's my thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll follow up on that with you. My mom stepdad are both very, like, big uh, Marvel movie watchers. But they're not the best at being inclusive. So we'll see if they're like complain to me and be like, Chilora, they're so like shoving it in our faces. And I'll be like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I saw that the other like every time anything like this happens, they're like, Oh, why is it about politics? Or why is it now? And it's like Superheroes it's have always just, been political. That too, number one. Number two, it's literally just like it's big news because it hasn't happened before, not because it necessarily needs to be big news and like, look at us, we're gay. Fuck you, straight <laughs> people. It's literally right. just because this is the first for a lot of people, so they're excited. But it's not supposed to be like, it's not the focus of the movie. There are just two characters out of this whole slew of people, and they have a family and they're minding their own business. So unless yes. you're evil, in which case, they will beat you down. I approve of all of this um actually there's I, this is not really breaking news but um the the studio responsible for life is strange um speaking about representation they are developing a game that will feature and i quote the first transgender triple a video game protagonist so um Obviously, people know Life is Strange 1. It was... A lot of the LGBTQIA content in it was kind of uh, subdued. And then in the mm -hmm. prequel, it was... The, the main characters basically had a same-sex relationship. And then mm -hmm. in the sequel, one of the characters is bisexual, as far as I'm aware. Like, the main character. One of the main characters is bisexual. And uh, POC, which is great. Um... And now, in the latest game that they're producing, I think it's just for PC and Xbox, um, which is a little interesting. Why Why is Sony not involved in this inclusivity? But um, Yeah, is it an exclusive deal with Xbox, or is it that PlayStation's like, never mind, we don't want to touch it? it. Right? Um, yeah, we, we don't know. Maybe Xbox or slash Microsoft funded the project or helped a lot, so that's, you know, who knows? But... Um, it's exciting because this is not like um, a create your own character kind of thing. It's not like you can make your character whatever you want. Like, no, this is a story game. This is a character that is inherently trans. There's no way to go about it. You know what I mean? Like, this is just their the character and their story. Um, it is uh, the, the main character is a male, a trans male. Uh, and the story is uh, about him and his twin sister, Allison. So uh, this will be very interesting. Uh, I think this is kind of taking um, some feedback from Life is Strange because a lot of people loved the sibling dynamic. Um, so they're taking another step forward with representation and uh, having a, a transgender character. And... Um, Obviously, that has sparked the internet overnight because some people are like, 
like Chalora was saying, like, why does this have to be like political or why, you know, why are we, um, they have this word, why are we pandering to the social justice warriors? Why are we, blah, blah. but, uh, I do think it's a genuine thing from the studio yeah. who they just, they're just inclusive. Like that's just how they make their stories. What do you mm -hmm. all think about this? This is very exciting. I just learned about this. Yeah, I think the thing is like, whenever people get mad, it's like this is one character in one game, like pretty much ever. You don't have I'm to sure play it. <laughs> right, I'm sure there's been like trans representation in other places, but as it said, like not in AAA titles or maybe like kind of hidden in games or, you know, even Zelda and Sheik, although I don't think it was necessarily meant in that way. Um, you know, there, there are certain like nods to transgender people and transgender lives. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's gonna be interesting to have it as a protagonist. And, uh, I think the game's going to do really well because everyone knows that like the series is great and really well done and beautiful storytelling. Um, so I hope that, uh, you know, some people who again are conservative and maybe don't understand or agree with it but still really want to play the game i hope that they'll secretly buy the game or openly buy the game mm -hmm. and play it and enjoy it and realize like hmm maybe trans people are people just like everyone else yeah and uh, who knew? <laughs> should, you know, support that person at school who's getting bullied or yeah should say hi to this person or um, you know, maybe I just won't be an asshole anymore. You know, I, I just hope it helps because all this stuff does help. Yeah. Uh, and just to clarify, this is um, not a sequel to Life is Strange or anything like that. This is a separate game called Tell Me Why. Um, and uh, yeah, they're very passionate about the, um, the story and they... Um, the game, I think, only has a trailer out. I don't know if there's a release date for it, but um, the, they're they're very excited to to portray this story because for them it was also really important to talk about the conversation of pronouns in the gaming field because it's still kind of uh, up in the air and it's still kind of um, people don't really um, understand it or want to understand it. Um, also, this is a very important detail that I just realized. The game was also developed in conjunction with GLAAD, the LGBTQIA plus oh. charity. Oh. Wow. So, yeah, they, they said that GLAAD has been a, ter a terrific partner, helping us with script reviews and casting, as well as LGBTQIA plus community outrage. Outreach, Amazing. excuse me. Oh my god, um, I'm really excited! Yeah, they said, uh, Glad offered invaluable insight throughout the development to help us ensure that Tyler, the main character, is a realistic hero and to help us create an inclusive gaming experience that invites more people to play. So, uh, yeah. And also, I think what a, 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 a good step as well is, is like, um, they are... Um, they have um, a male voice actor for the, the the role. You know how sometimes with trans roles, they sometimes have someone from the quote unquote before or the quote unquote after kind of trying like to play a trans character. Like they're just portraying him as a regular person who is trans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and mm -hmm. uh, not to say that, 
you know, there is a specific voice or a specific uh, way to portray it. But I think it helps to for people to understand that trans men are men and there's no distinction or there's you shouldn't uh, they shouldn't be voiced by women or they shouldn't be voiced by anyone other than men. So I love that Glad is involved in this. I was I was not aware. I, I'm literally reading this article for the first time, uh, skimming through it as we talk. Um, but I need to to get it. Um, yeah, like we were saying with uh, Marvel, I hope it's a trans voice actor as well. Actually, let me, let me look. Uh, the actor is August Black. That's his name. BRB um, Googling. American actor, comedian, singer. I don't know anything about. Oh, I think he is trans. Great. Beautiful. Yeah, I just saw that. Amazing. There's yeah. an article saying that uh, trans actor August Black is voicing Tyler. So Tyler is the name of the main character for this game. So, uh, yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Really exciting. He has the same birthday as my brother. <laughs> it's your brother? Uh, no. Um, uh, he, his birthday is on the 28th of uh, August. Why did I not remember my August. own brother's birthday? <laughs> I was like, um, excuse. Uh, but yeah, that's really exciting. Anyway, I got really excited and really happy about this topic. Um, so... In other LGBTQIA gaming-related news, uh, Persona 5 is uh, updating their game to be better with their representation of uh, gay characters. So in the original release of Persona 5, they have one of the characters uh, in some po at some point of the game uh, run into a gay couple or two gay men at least uh and um the character is supposed to be like a teenager like in high school or something um yeah. and uh all of the lines are like them like uh talking about his appearance uh they're like they um they're objectifying him they're like trying to pursue a romantic interest with him or continuously flirting with him and people when the game came out people who um are a part of the community and who witnessed those moments in the game because they are just npcs just side note so this is probably like a side quest people a lot of people probably didn't even experience this part of the game um but people criticized the game for, or the development of the game for for depicting the characters as predatory and uh, for kind of um, portraying that stereotype that gay people will like go after straight men and uh, mm -hmm. harass them and try to get in their pants or whatever. So the, the developers said that in the new local localization update that they're doing for the game, because the game is originally Japanese, uh, and people have said that the Japanese context isn't as bad as the Western release. So they're saying that the Japanese content is still somewhat stereotypical, but not as intense as 
the English version or the uh, any other language that they did for other than Japanese, but they're correcting it. Apparently, they're saying that the um, the NPCs are going to be more of uh, enthusiasts for something that they're doing rather than focusing on interacting with this teenager. Um, I guess I don't know. We'll see when the game actually comes out. Um, and Persona 5 Royal is basically like an update to the original Persona 5 game. So it will include every single DLC from the original game. It will include like a whole new story. Um, so, uh, story. yes, <laughs> they have like new characters. They it's it's a whole other update. I, I don't think it's the first time that they've done this. I Apparently with Persona, they always have like. They always release another game that's kind of like the definite version with that has like another chapter, a whole other thing. Um, so the discussion on social media, and this is what I wanted to to bring to the show, is people were saying this shouldn't be, this shouldn't have been in the game to begin with, and some people are saying at least they're correcting course right now. So where do you all stand with this situation? Um. I think that it's good that they're going to change, you know, at least they're like acknowledging that there was a problem. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I know what like they were trying to go for, but at this time, I don't think it's good to like make a negative, to use a negative stereotype of like how gay people can be. Right. Um, uh, just especially right now, um, mm -hmm. you know, and when we see portrayals of like, let's say um, heterosexual women flocking over uh, a male, uh, it's not as grotesque or like as uh, predatory, like you said, like it's usually just they're like, woohoo, like, yay, woo, you know, like have my babies or whatever. <laughs> it's not, it's not like, um, how they portrayed this encounter. Right. Um, so maybe if they kind of even it out a bit, uh, I know that the animation is not something that they can change because I think there's the animation is them chasing uh, this character. Oh. Uh, so maybe they should change it to be like, he stole something from them or who knows? like <laughs> Or like, help us with something and we'll go after you. Or yeah, you know, like they're, they're not really, you know, yeah. Like, I haven't played this game in two-ish years, I think. Um, and if I remember, they, like, were trying to take off his pants or something. Oh. Um, if I'm not correct, I don't know. But I think it was something like that. I see. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was sexually charged. Like, the, the content yeah. was, like, they them going aggressively after him. Yeah. And they were, like, kind of, like, bickering over, like, which one would get all this stuff. And he's... Like, uh, no, uh, what's going on? Uh, you know, he was like very confused, but the two gay people were kind of like just talking to each other and ignoring him. Mm -hmm. Um, and then they chase him. And I, I just like, it doesn't sound very healthy or like mm -hmm. nice to portray gay people like that. Right. Um, I don't know what the Japanese, uh, version of that dialogue is. Mm -hmm. uh, and like, I've seen a lot of, um, Japanese game where they portray uh, homosexual male as very feminine, but like I don't know, maybe 
what they have over there, or maybe it's an easy stereotype for them to, you know, uh, show gay people. I'm not sure how it is over there. The um, it, It's basically like the LGBTQIA community over there, from what I understand, is a lot more oppressive still. Like they're not represented yeah. properly in media yet. And it's still a fight that they're fighting every day. Uh, yeah. And people, um, and I'm glad you brought that up because some people were like, oh, this is just their culture. This is just how they they wanted the original game to be like. Why are you trying to censor their original vision? And that's when people came in and said that the original dialogue wasn't as bad as the English one. Um, mm. It was still pretty bad. And people over there had their complaints about it. Um, but the English version, I think, took it a step further um, or a couple steps further. Um, but but in a way, I think it's a still like. It's not a leap and a bound, but it's like a step that they're at least in the game, even if it's like. I mean, at least they acknowledge that it's not good, so they kind of want to right. improve it a little bit. Um, and I think that, you know, even if it is just the English version taking that step, I think that's going to reflect onto the main studio that they're like, okay, maybe we should think about how we portray people. Um, Hopefully. And there's typically, uh, when there is a a gay character, it's usually like a drag queen character um, (laughs) from what I've seen anyway, Um, because there is another gay character in that game who's a drag queen who serves at a bar, I think. Oh. Yeah. but I don't know. I think at least they're there uh, and they're not overly like bad, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just something that they need to adjust. Yeah. I wouldn't look up Persona 5 Royal on Twitter. <laughs> oh. If I were you, uh, there's a ton of mess. people being very messy and they're like, oh, those people shouldn't be playing games anyway if they're offended about everything um i and people saying that they wish there was some sort of slider of how much how much homophobia you want in the game almost as if it's like a difficulty and they're like (laughs) i wish there was that so i could turn it up to the max and whatever Um, oh my god God. yeah ready to fight people people are well upset just make a comment on that um you know, we have games where we're like eliminating Nazis and nobody cares about that. But if we changed it to eliminating homosexuals, they'd be like, hooray, woo, whatever. Like, you know, yeah. like uh, nobody makes a social comment about killing Nazis. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that we should be saving them, but like. <laughs> right. Um, what are you trying to say to Laura? <laughs> I'm, I'm getting Nazi, ready to hello. clip this and post it on Twitter. Um, <laughs> But um, yeah, I just, when it comes to like other kinds of political things, nobody makes the same kind of comments. And I think it's a bit silly Mm -hmm. that we, you know, it's just about this and it's not about other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mood. Uh, what, what what I will add is that um, it's uh, apparently the developers got doxxed over it. And I'm I'm not sure from the little bit that I read that if it was like the LGBTQIA community who was angry at them for having the misrepresentation in the first place or if it was the people mm-hmm. after they learned about the what they what they think is censorship. Um, 
but I don't think going about it in that way gives anyone any credibility. That just you're just a bully at that point. Like you, when you're doxing someone, you're that's bully behavior. You're attacking yeah. someone personally for something that is their job. They may not even have like I don't know like the. Listen, the the person who produced the game may not even be responsible for the process of localization. Or maybe there's just certain things that, you know, for the game to be released again, they were like Sega in like America or whatever was like, no, if we, you, you want to release the game again, we have to make some changes because the consumers have spoken. Um, but it is sad. I always hate looking up these topics on Twitter because there's always like such a negative response like people yeah just like i don't know like you when you're on your own timeline you just adjust accordingly like you block people you unfollow right. people so you end up like being surrounded by people who are accepting and people who are loving and people who will have similar um things that they stand up for and then to see that darker side of social media where people are showing and humanity they're showing screenshots of like them canceling their pre-orders and adding sega and adding atlas uh, and doing all of that um and uh to kind of touch on the the japanese part of it people like people were like Stop portraying like Japan as if it's like an anime land where uh, everything is fine or we're overly stereotypical about everything. Like the LGBTQIA community over there is fighting just as much as as we are in the West and they're not being heard. And that's even worse because their developers keep making mockery out of mm -hmm. uh, characters and making uh, the villains in some of my favorite games are guilty of this like final fantasy character villains a lot of the times they're like overly feminine and they have uh like um very femme attire and stuff like that and they're always sort of portrayed as the bad people and the villain is always the one that's like could be queer you know what i mean but they're not yeah. inherently queer um but it's always like weird and gross stereotypes that are being portrayed there so uh, we also have to be respectful of that. Like, it's not just Western, it's not just like European and American gays that are fighting for this. Like, people in Japan, Korea, um, a lot of Asian countries, they're also fighting for those rights and they're not being heard. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted that to be to also be portrayed and to be for their voice because obviously we can't represent every community and every side of the world uh, but uh, I wanted to be a little bit vocal on that because um, that's that's just not their culture you know what I mean like that's something that they're also fighting for and they're, that's also something that they're trying to change um, so yeah I yeah. kind of wish I saved the uh, <laughs> the um, the trans character for last because that's such a good note. <laughs> a good a... thing to end on. Now yeah. Trust. <laughs> I I just got excited when I saw it on Twitter. I was like, wait. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it just shows that there's a lot of good stuff happening and a lot of stuff that needs to still happen. And it really depends on the different countries. I think that also goes to show like, um, you know, a lot of people, especially in the U S and Canada and more like, um, I know, I guess you would say technical technologically advanced countries, 
some people really think even LGBTQIA plus people think that we don't need pride anymore. And we don't need these celebrations. Right. And it's like, just because where you live is liberal and accepting doesn't mean it is in the next state over in the next right. country over. And it's definitely not in every country. And yeah. I think having, you know, continued pride celebrations and representation, all of that stuff, I'm sure everyone agrees. Um, we just because we are doing better in some places doesn't mean we don't still need it, you know? It's just like branding in the same sense of, you know, like Coca-Cola and Pepsi are like the two most popular, you know, like sodas, but they still have branding and commercials everywhere because they want to keep it that way. So just like as we may have areas where we have reached like peak acceptance, which I don't think there actually is anywhere where that has happened yet. Um, maybe Seattle. But <laughs> maybe Seattle, maybe like, I don't know, Amsterdam or I don't know, some of <laughs> right. these other like European places. Um I think that, uh, yeah, we still we still need it everywhere. And especially because across the spectrum, you know, gay people, uh, especially gay men, are more accepted than any other group. If you yeah. look at like lesbian women and bi people and pansexual people and especially trans people and non-binary people, there is a lot more representation that needs to happen. So like you were saying, really, with Life is Strange too, like that's a huge step forward. And that's why we need uh, all this stuff to keep happening and all this pride and all that good good. Yeah. Some people who might come from a more oppressed country and they move to a more privileged or liberal com uh, country, you know, they've never experienced a pride maybe and they finally get to go and they get to feel very free. And, you know, I think that's important that's true to allow too. them to participate. Well, people take it for granted, is all. You mm -hmm. can't take it for granted. Yeah. Or they think it's like just a sex party or that. Or yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, it's very important. Uh, and um, I, I just think with games too, it's 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 something that I feel like a lot of um, a lot of gamers, it's all it's interesting how um, it's kind of the same with the LGBTQIA community. It's like, how can you be oppressed and oppress others? You know what I mean? Like, um, it, you can st like I feel like a lot of the times the gaming community, it's not as much of that anymore. But when we grew up, it was like it wasn't cool to play games. Like if you played games, it was because you didn't have any friends or you were like the nerdy kid or you were like the weirdo in class. So a lot of gamers have that baggage in them where yeah, they're no, like I never told anyone I was ashamed. Yeah. And they feel like, oh, I'm the weird one. I'm the outsider and I'm this and I'm that. And then some of them end up, you know, not really relating to us, but being like, hey, I get you. I was bullied for being a nerd. You're bullied for being gay. Let's come together and I'll be friends with you and we'll uplift each other. And um, there it's there was actually uh, a, uh, an interesting moment at work that I had once where uh, mm -hmm. there was this guy who um, he would he was always like. He's like a, that typical, like very loud guy. And he's always like kind of poking fun at everyone sort of thing. And there was this one time where he um, was like, I always noticed he was always like kind of poking fun at me. Not really like making fun of me specifically, but always like making a little comment. I was like, I think he, he makes that with everyone, whatever. And there was, was one Brendan? time. <laughs> yes, that was him. That No, <laughs> uh, no. but uh, there was one time where uh, a coworker of mine actually kind of reported him and she was like, I think he was like being homophobic with his language. And he like, um, then the next day he came to me and had a really mature talk to me. He was like, oh, I, you know, I, 
I'm sorry, if, like, I, I never meant to be homophobic. Like I was bullied for being fat. I wouldn't want to bully someone for being gay. Like he, he was trying to relate to me in the sense of like, I was oppressed for something and you were oppressed for that. I would never oppress someone for whatever struggle or for whatever thing that other people may put them down for. And mm -hmm. now like it, he's one of the people where like we always do a little handshake. We always meet up like and th this is just like a typical straight guy who, you know, has his toxic things about him. Like oh. everybody has like toxicity in their life. But at least in that moment, we had a, a moment of like, you know what? Like we we get each other kind of thing. Like you go through your stuff. I go through my stuff. Yeah. And um he's now more conscious about what he says around me or the things that he says or does around me so that even like obviously if he didn't mean it then like maybe now he's more aware of what he does so that he doesn't come across as something that he would never want to be you know what i mean and that's a lot of growth for like a, a random straight guy that i never knew before work you know what i mean like this is yeah. someone that i don't know and i don't interact with on a daily basis uh, so what i'm trying to say is like People outside of the community can learn and grow. So like even like for us to be inside of the community, we can also learn and grow and uplift each other. It's not it's not that hard. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of like like there's kind of two groups of people. And, you know, it, there's, for example, like you were saying, there's the people who have been bullied before. So they're like, I don't want anyone else to be bullied and go through that. I want to lift everyone up. And then there's other people who were like, hurt and because they were hurt they feel like now they need to be the one in power yeah you know so they're like well i need to feel powerful so i'm going to go after the next you know oppressed group of people like they're going to go after yeah. you know black people or they're going to go after trans people or they're going to do anything to make themselves feel on top or they're going to be like the person that like goes to the gym like i feel like a lot of like people that i meet who are like very bulky strong people physically are because they're like, I was bullied for being tiny when I was younger. So I want to be popular and I want to be right. angry and mask and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, I mean, you can also be those things and be a wholesome person. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, I think uh, it's, it's interesting that that's some people's reactions and it all, I guess, just depends on how we grew up and how we took the certain hardships that came at us. Yeah, absolutely. I always, uh, there's always, uh, going back to work, I always struggled with stuff that like, um, there's always the person at work that has been there for like 20 years or like 10 years or whatever. And they're like bitter. And they're like, they miss, like, they always talk, like, they're always so rude to, to the newcomers. And their justification is like what Kisos was saying, like, they were like, Oh, I was treated like shit when I came here. So uh exactly. disgusting. they're, they're gonna have to go through the same experience. And to me, I'm the opposite. I'm like, I'm going to be the best coworker. Like I'm going to be the coworker that the newcomer will come to, to be like, Oh my God, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? I'll be like, yes, of course, girl. Like, don't worry. Um, right. And, and that applies to a lot of like different things in life. Like some people want, like they don't want, but they almost without realizing they emulate the experience that they experienced on others. And they project that on others rather than trying to stop the cycle. If that makes sense. So, yeah, but I'm glad I'm really happy to see like the gaming industry seems to be taking steps towards being more inclusive with the stories being told and with the approaches that are being um, taken. Like hopefully the next Persona game will be way more inclusive, you know, hopefully the next Pokemon game will have like non gendered 
clothes and items that everybody can wear on, no matter what gender your character is. And that's all that we can hope for. Like, the, the gamers on on Twitter aren't, like, just being mad to be mad. Like, they're just trying to see progress. They're trying that, like, that was a really good game, but, like, maybe next time you could have a better, you know, representation of the community. Like, if you want to get have a gay character, make sure that you do your research. And I love that people are held accountable these days for that, you know? Mm-hmm. I do kind of can see some times where people though who are trying to do a good job are criticized for the steps that they are taking which i think we also need to be careful about like i don't think we should be happy with the bare minimum but i also think we need to make sure that when we are critiquing people um for the representation that they are doing that we're doing in a, in a smart and nice and uplifting way right because there's a lot of people that are trying to educate themselves and something might be a big step for them that to us feels like not enough yes. um I think that might be more on like a personal level versus like these big industry and, you know, games and movies and mm -hmm. things where it's like, okay, this is going to have a lot of weight. So please do it right. But yeah, I do think we have a responsibility to um, not necessarily be happy with what we're given, but I think we do need to be grateful for what we're given and then just always push people to take it a step further instead of always. I see a lot of people just come with negativity straight out of the bat. Right. Like, um, even when I was looking at the life is strange, um, tweet and looking at some stuff they were like you know well what about this what about this that's not good enough for me that's not good enough for me and it's like this is a historic thing right and <laughs> all i'm seeing from some people is negativity even though they have the best intentions right but i think it makes people wary to do kind of these steps more because they're going to get critiqued and i i definitely hear that a lot especially from conservative people or republican people who you know genuinely do have good hearts but um are just feel kind of overwhelmed by, I guess you could say the cancel culture or um, social yeah. justice culture. So mm -hmm. be nice to your friends, but also if someone is a bitch, then fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> kill them with kindness. Yeah, yeah, kill them with kindness. Like let, let them know that you appreciate the effort that they took, but also how you can improve next time around. And uh, I do think like, I don't know, um, how they've been receiving their feedback, but um, the the company, I, I forget their name, the company responsible for Life is Strange has been, like, the fact that they got involved with Glad. Don't Nod, I think is the name. Something. Or something. I don't know. I saw someone say Don't Nod, like a few people say it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the name. Okay. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> yeah, the fact that they're working with Glad for to like properly represent the community and special shout out to like Microsoft for also like putting their neck out there and being like, you know what? The gaming community can be very toxic, but we're going to lead the way and we're going to we're going to say that we want these stories out there and we're going to be more inclusive. Um, and uh, as well as like uh, because of uh, going to moving to Twitch since we're here, um, like shout out to Twitch for they had recently an event for Black History Month and they flew in like 12 people from all over the country and a couple of them even from Europe to attend Twitch headquarters. And they they had a lot of discussions with them and they had um, they had a keynote that was on the front page and they were talking about how they can be more inclusive as a platform and um 
I've heard rumblings that they're going to do that for other months. They're going to have more people flown into the headquarters and have proper discussions with them, not just broadcasted, but offline as well, where they show them like, hey, like we're working on these things. Do you think this is a good idea? Do you think this is a good new feature? All that stuff. So I wanted to give Twitch the props for this time around as well, because they're um, I think they are trying. And um, I say this because I actually interacted privately with someone who went and I asked them questions. <laughs> I was like, hey, like, how was it? Like, how was it actually? Like, you can tell me, girl. And uh, my friend was like, no, it was amazing. Like, they spent a lot of money on us. They, like, paid for everything. Um, and I, I just wanted to add this because uh, Twitch having the Amazon coin, uh, mm -hmm. I love that they're using that to better themselves, you know? Because it's easy for a big platform to be like, oh, I, I can't listen to everything. I can't take into, like, into consideration all the feedback. Like, people are just being mad for to be mad. Like, I like the idea of them, like, actually listening to the community and for them to be open to bring people to their home, essentially, and be like, hey, help us, please. <laughs> like, we want to make your experience better. So um, invite us, <laughs> just kidding, <laughs> invite us for the Pride Month uh, keynote Otherwise and all we'll that. cancel you. <laughs> or we'll talk a ton of shit about you. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, no, but no, I, I just wanted to say something about that because um, we are on Twitch and we've said multiple times that Twitch is one of the best live streaming platforms when it comes to the inclusivity. Um, so yeah. I wanted to end on on a good note about our I think our, we did. I think we turned it platform. around. So yeah. Yeah. So speaking of Twitch, where can people find you all on Twitch? We'll start with Chalora this time. Find me twitch.tv slash Chalora. Yes. What can people expect on that link? Disappointment. Um <laughs> Uh, you can see me doing drag, playing a lot of, like, a wide variety of games. Uh, still need someone to play StarCraft with. It's two-player, whoops. Um, <laughs> uh, sometimes I just sit there and I talk and I drink wine and I, I, I get really stupid. We love but that. It's just, it's just comfy, casual, just accepting, loving. Sometimes we get political, sorry. Uh, it happens. It's just me. Yeah, next thing you know, you're just talking about something like extremely political and you're like, well, I didn't intend on doing that while playing Pokemon, but <laughs> here we are. Uh, here we are just doing <laughs> fluffy things and then suddenly AIDS. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but really important conversations to be had. So yeah. Yes. Last but not oh. least, we have Kisos. Hello. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is It's Kisos on all my social media, I-T-S-K-I-S-O-S. -S. I do music streams, I do gaming streams, and I'm the nicest bad bitch on Twitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I do a lot of different stuff, and I stream a lot, and I also love having deep talks and just talking about dumb stuff and screaming a lot. So if you want someone who screams a lot on stream, which I know is not for everyone, but it's genuine when I do it. I do scream a lot and I do get mad, but I have a good time and it's wholesome. So I hope you come say hi. Yeah, you know, it's the opposite of ASMR. Like some people are into whispering, some people are into yelling. It's fine, you know, there's, yeah. Yeah. there's something for everyone. 
Come get dominated in Kizos' chat. Okay, there you go. There you go. Some people <laughs> immediately followed and subscribed as you said that. So you're welcome. I'm watching. I'm watching my alerts. Yes. <laughs> and obviously you can find me at Project Ruby on Twitter, on Twitch, and YouTube where this, this podcast episode will be up. Um, I will also... Um, be putting these out in, on like Apple Podcasts, Spotify. So we'll, we'll be working on that. Oh. And by we, I mean I will be working on that. Well, thank you, Ruby. Uh, That's so exciting. yeah, we'll be we'll be on uh, those different platforms for people who just want to listen to us. They don't want to look at our faces. They don't want to see what kind of shenanigans are going on on screen. Uh, if you're driving and you want don't want to get distracted by my hair or something like that, uh, you can always um, you can always just listen to us. Uh, that's I'm a work smart. in progress, but it's coming soon, I promise. Um, and uh, yeah, on my streams you can expect these talk shows. You can expect a lot of uh, deep, also silly conversations. Also gaming, a little bit of tarot, a little bit of. Um, music coming soon so uh yeah i i keep saying that every single week it's coming soon but it is trust me um sh she's rehearsing she's trying and it's coming so get ready for it um yeah thank you so much for watching this if you're watching on youtube uh we'll see you guys next week if you're watching on twitch stick around for a little bit longer because i'll still be streaming so uh, yeah bye